Small Business Tips Tip Show, Episode 21. Welcome. This is the Small Business Tip Show. My name is Frank Thomas. With me, I have Nancy Bovera. Today, we're talking about our next part of our new entrepreneurs series, and it's all about building your business plan. So stay tuned. This is going to be a great show. How are you doing this week? I'm doing well, Frank. Thanks. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Very good. So, folks, we're going to be starting our next part to the series. And it's we were originally going to do a, another part, which was turning your hobby into a business. But Nancy and I have done a lot of talking on this. And we decided that we needed to battle the business plan first, the business idea, the business plan concept first because it is so integral to everything else. And uh, we don't want to diminish the importance of a business plan. Uh, so we've decided that we're going to actually probably do over two shows because there's just so much to talk to when it comes to a business plan. Yeah, it's just so important, isn't it? It's so critical in, in laying the foundation for your business and how everything flows from there. You're exactly right, Nancy. The uh, To be honest with you guys, we're going to probably be pausing a few times because we already did this show and uh, we ran into um, problems with uh, technology. You got to love technology. And uh, we're giving Hangouts a try and uh, see how it flows for us here today. So please excuse us, excuse us if there's any goofiness or uh, things like that. Okay. Um, about the business plan, the reason, like we said, we wanted to tackle this is because the business plan is so, so important. Nancy, can you give us the 10,000-foot view on the idea of a business plan? Well, the whole idea of having a business plan is it is your foundational document. It makes sure that you have thought through what it is that you're doing with your business, um, helps you discover if your business idea is even a viable business idea, and it gives you the process and the steps to walk you and guide you through to avoid as many mistakes as, as possible. Mm-hmm. And also, we know that once we've created a business plan, uh, it, it does a lot of things internally within us as well as externally. One of the things that a business plan will do is if we have a clear-cut plan to where we're going, it takes a lot of the worry. It takes a lot of those things that are our are, are brain suckers, I call them, like things like uh, doubt and worry and fear and all those things and makes them diminish because you can see what you're supposed to be doing. And the second thing it does is it helps you build all the other documentation you need for your business. Uh, a good example is, is uh, McDonald's. Their business plan evolved into a full operations guide. I'm sure of that because they they always review. Their, it's a company that continuously reviews their business plan, reviews where they're going, reviews where they've been, or reviews where they have been, um, and it allows them to. And that business plan and that and that documentation uh, gives them a clear cut idea of the present, the past, as well as their future. Well, you make an important point there, Frank, that a business plan is a living document. It's not, it, it's not meant to keep you completely uh, encased in whatever this current snapshot in time is. There are different factors, different uh, external factors 
uh, that can affect your business, um, uh, the economy, um, global tensions, any number of things can affect your business and have cause for you to have to alter your course. Right, right. Now, I can hear a lot of people out there groaning because when I first started looking at this topic, and it's something I've avoided because it's funny how we avoid the things we just got to get done and they're really important. Like I know taxes, we hate doing taxes, we hate doing these things, but you got to do them. There's just no way around it. Yeah, people but, never know, buy life insurance because they're never going to die, right? <laughs> that's right. And on, we're on the verge of death. They, nobody wants to insure them. And they're like, well, why not? It's like, yeah, that's right. Because you're a bad risk. Um, <laughs> very true. Now, I know that when it comes to developing a business plan, it's usually the last thing that we do, and it should always be the very first thing that we do. You know, a business plan doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't, ha- doesn't need a professional. All you need is you need something to write with, and you need something to write on. And you can build a business plan. You don't need any fancy software. I know I, I've found software in the past, which has been really great, which helped answer a lot of the right questions. But in the beginnings, I like to, when I'm building a business plan or I'm building a business, uh, let's take plan out of this, Nancy. Let's just call it the business idea because a business plan evolves from the business idea. Now, I have an idea and I could let it swirl around inside my head and get nowhere. It's when I start putting the idea onto a piece of paper is when the idea starts to become solid. It's, it's almost like I'm writing, I'm writing a contract with my mind, so to speak. When, you know, it's, it's it, gives it, to, it gives right. it reality. It gives mm-hmm. it reality. It, it gives it substance. It makes it real. I've always said that your brain knows when it's wasting its time, when you just think about things and don't do anything with it. And over time, you won't think about things anymore. You won't think deep thoughts. You won't get involved in things. But if you give your brain the, the, um, the permission to think these things, and then you act upon them, your brain goes, hey, this guy's actually doing something with it. Well, it's the other thing about writing it down is is that if you don't write it down and it's floating around in the ether in your brain, that's great when you're when you're doing some creative stuff. But without writing it down, when you write it down, you can see some of the pitfalls. You can see some of the gaps that we're missing. Uh, where when it's floating around in your ether, your brain kind of skips over those things. That's right, and. Also, when it's in your head, you don't have a clear, you don't really don't have a clear plan. And it's almost like going to sleep at night when you're worried about something. It always grows to much bigger uh, scope than what it really should have. And that because your mind is a bit eternal in your thoughts. And, and, and I know it's kind of an odd thing to say, but we're not finite. We haven't got walls in our thoughts. Our thoughts can be as broad or as narrow as they desire to be. And when we take a piece of paper, we're confined to eight and a half by 11, and we can start putting those thoughts down and see what they actually look like. And like you said, it becomes real. It, it, it's almost like we're making a, a, a physical contract with our, with our thought process. Well, um, you make an important point there too, Frank, that you don't need anything fancy. You don't need anything extravagant. Mm-hmm. You don't need to hire out to a, a third party who will build your business plan, uh, not take anything away from those people who exist who do do a good job of that. Um, but you don't really need that. And, and you know, you and I have discussed the idea that there are several very good um, online uh, software programs, cloud programs, where people can go that will help them build out their business plan as well. 
But the important thing is to start somewhere. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're taking this course with us uh, beyond the podcast, if you're taking this as, as a course you've purchased with us, we're going to have a lot more resources and we'll be diving deeper into the business plan and helping you build your plan. But for the, the case of the podcast, we're going to kind of get over, go over the and look at the, uh, the, the business plan and what it is and, and how to process it, how to build it. And there should be enough information here that you can actually do something with it. But if you do want to go to that next step, it'll be provided for you. Now, really the first part of this business plan is like you said, Nancy, write it down. Just start where you start. You know, like let's say I have um, an idea to, um, I want to think of a quick idea and my, my mind goes blank. Let's say I want to develop a new piece of software, for example. Or let's say I want to develop a new... Um, dog washing place. A, a new, 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 new dog washing place. Okay, new dog washing place. Now, I'd write that down and I would take... Okay, my idea, believe it or not, a lot of times your idea is... And what makes it unique is one of the smallest parts of the whole business plan. Uh, and you see this with software. The, uh, the software I recently released, uh, what makes it unique is in terms of code, it's very small. It's like literally less than one-tenth of the whole program and all the wrapping, all the envelope around the program to make it run, to protect it, to, to save files, to make it look nice is the other 95%. And I found that a business plan is almost the same thing. You, you have a central idea and that central idea is your company's mission statement, the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, I want to wash dogs because I think they stink, and but I, and, but I know dogs <laughs> don't like to be washed. I I know my dog doesn't like to have water around him. He likes to drink, to drink it. Full stop. He doesn't like it any other way. Uh, so I needed to find a way to wash him better, let's say. And I found this uh, way that uh, he enjoys it, and uh, I have this central idea. Now, I need to, one of the very first things I need to do is I need to discuss this idea with people whom I trust, you know, flesh it out and, you know, have this piece of paper, have the, you know, the thousand dollar piece of paper in front of me and um, flesh it out and just talk to somebody. Well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't create, you know. create your own small focus group among family and friends who you know and trust to be honest with you as well as who won't run away and give away the farm. Right. And that, and you just hit the point that I wanted to hit. People are so paranoid of their ideas, and, and sometimes for good reason. But the fact of the matter is the person who doesn't act upon an idea is the one who loses an idea. It's not the person who shares the idea. It's a person who doesn't act upon the idea. I was reading about um, uh, the Marconi, who is the, uh, the, the, considered the father of the radio, the inventor of the radio. It's actually another fellow who invented it about 10 or 15 years before him, did a full demonstration and everything, but did nothing with it didn't patent it, didn't do anything with it. But Marconi came along, did the same thing, patented it, and he's been given credit, and he became very rich from it, whereas the other guy was buried in an unmarked grave, penniless. Well, that's, and that's an important thing to, to keep in mind as well that you raised there. There are literally no novel, unique ideas. Anything that you have thought about, anything I've thought about, somebody else at least at least probably a dozen other people globally have thought of doing the same thing. But as you say, what is your point of difference? How do you deliver it that makes it different? And, you know, you can have exactly the same idea, same product as the guy down the street. 
but you found a better way to deliver that product or you have better defined your pricing, your structure, your client, you see your client better. That's really important too. That's part of your business plan. Or you've marked uh, out a specific niche of a client. I mean, how many different fast food burgers exist? Oh, my goodness. Too many. Too many. <laughs> and yet they all manage to carve out their own niche. They all manage to, to keep selling to their, to their client base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't worry about having somebody take your idea. If you're, if you're feeling really paranoid, get them to sign a non-disclosure. And I've done that. I've had people come to me and they're really, they really want to discuss their idea. They have a great business idea. They've seen that I've put flesh to other ideas in the past. And uh, I'll actually insist upon it. Sign a non-disclosure. That way you can never come to me and say, hey, uh, you stole my idea. And because I don't want to have that, um, I don't want to have that issue, so to speak, going forward. But right. um, what I have found is find that small focus group. And, and it has to be, as you mentioned, Nancy, something extremely important. You need to find somebody who is oh, dead honest with you. You don't need somebody who's going to say, oh, that's such a great idea. And they go to their friend and go, this guy's losing his beans, you know. Um, you don't need that. It's not, it's not helping you at all. It's not productive. I, that's right. And, you know, I actually say when you're, when you're building your business plan, your business idea, if you've got enough flesh on the bones, so to speak, sell the idea to somebody else. Find mm-hmm. your customer and sell it. Sell it maybe on the premise that, that, that they're purchasing the idea or the concept right now, or maybe it's a investor into your idea. It, you know, get somebody to put some money behind it. If you can find somebody who's going to put money behind it, you've got an idea. If you find that everybody's going, oh, that's so great, that's awesome, man, and nobody wants to put up money behind it, then you haven't got a good idea. And that's the truth of it. Your that is business. the truth of it. And you do, have to, you do have to have built out enough flesh on those bones, which is part of your business plan is identifying your target market, identifying your competitors, doing your, your financial forecasts, knowing what your costs are, knowing what your plans are for marketing, for delivering the product. You, you can't go to, a, to a, an investor, whether it's a, a, a bank or an angel investor or, or your family. You can't go to anybody and say, hi, I've got this idea. I'm going to open a dog washing uh, garage. And so give me $10,000. You have to show them why it's going to work, where it's going to go, what it's going to cost to establish it. Uh, When you expect to turn profits, nobody in their right mind is going to invest a whole bunch of money with you if they don't know what a reasonable expectation of return is. Right. And you show yourself to be an expert in what you're, you're, you're getting into. Let's face it. We all usually do um, work on business ideas that, Sometimes it's new ideas that we've never tackled before, areas we've never went into. And sometimes it is within the, our, our, our area of expertise. Um, there usually will be some expertise, but there's also some growing that is required as well to make that, uh, that thing happen or to, to, to make it come together. Uh, so it's, the business plan is going to show you where you're lacking. And it's also going to show the, your, your uh, investors, your, your focus group, your potential customers, where you're strong as well. Uh, it show, should show both sides of the equation. So let's say we we're going to just start, uh, Nancy, let's say we've decided to go into business together. We, we, we want to make dogs clean all around the world. We don't want them to stink when it's a wet, rainy day. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that uh, comes to mind is 
to, you know, when you put up, when you do the dog and, and everything else, you put on a, a rinse that uh, is an antifungal, anti-stinky, you know, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of something <laughs> here. And maybe that's part of our plan. And that's what kind of makes us unique um, is that, you know, your dog is clean for weeks after the wash. It's just not, you know, they smell great for a week or two. They smell great for a month after. And, um, and the dog loves you and you love the dog because, you know, that you can, and, you know, can have that close companionship with your dog and that, and, uh, it, it's really bad when they stink and it's not nice. And that's how we've decided we're going to build our plan. So we've got that on our piece of paper, we've written it down. Now, one thing I want to point out here is the initial, initial brainstorming, and I call it brainstorming for a reason of your business plan should just be that brainstorming don't try to do points point point i've always said the best thing you can do is just throw things onto a piece of paper literally it's brain like dump. Taking a brain dump it's like taking a handful of partially cooked spaghetti and throwing it at the wall and where it hits it's where it hits and, and put everything down whether you think it's a dumb idea whether you think it's the most brilliant thing since sliced bread whatever it is you put it down Right. And even if it has nothing to do with your idea, yeah. if you all of a sudden pops in your head, oh, I've got to pick my daughter up in an hour, take another piece of paper, write it there. And yep. Empty, empty your, your brain so that you, your creative process can continue to flow. Right. Now, you'll find that your brain is almost like a computer. It has so much RAM. You remember, Nancy, the days of Windows, I think it was Windows uh, XP or whatever it was. And when you ran out of memory, it starts showing these messages. Oh, I'm running out of memory. You need to reboot. Uh, yeah. Our brains are exactly the same way. Once we run out of RAM or the, the memory, we need to uh, flush it out. We need to get it on. And when we put it on a piece of paper, we've said to our brain, okay, you can forget about that now. I've written it down. That's all good. And what happens is another idea comes in to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and then you write that down. And another idea comes in to fill that gap. And you write it down. And when you're working, in, and initially, I actually recommend before you go in front of a focus group or other people, do your initial brain dump by yourself or with yes. your partner. Yeah. Uh, do that initial brain dump so you can kind of sort your ideas out. Uh, because also, out of that initial brain dump, you will find your mission statement. You will find your unique point. Uh, it will be hidden in there. Some, sometimes it's very evident and it's very clear. Sometimes it's not. Well, the thing is, too, if you're going to go before your focus group, you want to show them that you have some focus as well. So you can't say, well, I might do this or I might do that. You have to have already put that dump out there and kind of weeded out the the Mm -hmm. concept. Mm -hmm. Now, with your focus group, what I recommend, though, too, is, is when you get in front of that focus group, take the time to flesh out your idea with them. Once you've kind of gotten some idea on a piece of paper, dig deeper with them on that and introduce them to the idea because you're initially going to introduce them to the idea, the reason why, and, and, and how does this, how does this idea work and why is it a good business idea and why should you be the one doing it? And And they might come up with some ideas that you've never thought of. That's very true. The second thing is also don't come to them looking for money, come to them as a focus group, as, as a group, let the people who have the money come back to you. Because that immediately will show you how well you've done your initial idea and your initial planning. It's a little risky, but it does. I have found it works. When I, I have another idea on the back burner that I've been tinkering with, and I, it's just time is my problem. And I was talking to a, uh, a person about it, and she was part of my focus group. And uh, she actually came forth and said, how much money do you think you need to develop that idea? Mm-hmm. And, I told her, and she says, you know, I can probably raise that capital for you. 
I'm really interested in getting involved. And I was like, oh, look at that. Okay, there you go. You know, like I will say that I did talk to her because I did feel, because I've discovered that people who have money can see good ideas. Yes. If they've ran their own businesses, they're the people you need to talk to. You need, you know, you, you, you want to talk to your, your Aunt Sally, absolutely. But you want to get in front of people who have already run successful businesses. Yeah, track one. record of success. That's right. Because there is things in business that don't change. They're, they're evergreen. It doesn't matter if you're running an accounting firm or a dog washing business. They There's a reason why Dragon's Den and, and Shark Tank are as popular as they are on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I've got my own spin on those guys. but <laughs> Yeah, well, I think everybody does. We have to remember that that is TV as well. But, yes, but the idea is that these are people who have built successful businesses, who do have a track record, who now have not only insight into specific areas of, of a business, but also have built connections over, over the years of, of building that successful business or those successful businesses. Right. And that actually brings in another really important point that we'll just touch on. Um, when we are building a focus group and we're talking to people, you will make connections and you do need those connections to make your business happen. Uh, you'll find that your business will will um, take off through this uh, continuous chain of, of um, referrals in terms of uh, You'll be talking to somebody and they'll think, hey, you really need to talk to this guy over here because he really knows about this, t- this technology or he, know- he has a list you can bring your-, your product to or something. He can bring something to the table to enhance your idea. He might have a supplier chain already for part of your business or something. We don't know. But you bring and he becomes part of your group as well. And you that, will t- that, old, that old magic known as networking. Mm-hmm. Very important. It's... It's, uh, it's how you get to the top of the pile. If you try to climb to the top by yourself, you're going to fall down. You're not going to, it's going to be very, very difficult. But if you're using this, the, if you're, if you're, there's always somebody who's willing to, and people really want to help other people. There's a lot of people in this world who truly have the desire to help. And they'll reach down, grab your hand, and pull you up to their level. And then when you look up, and there's, there's going to be somebody else who's going to reach down and pull you up to their level. And as long as you don't forget those people whom have helped pull you up, as well as um, you are make yourself receptive to the next level, because it gets more difficult. The, the higher you go, the more harder it gets. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, but as long as you continue to stay receptive, trainable, uh, cordial. And get and, over your fear. Get over your fear about sharing your idea. Absolutely. You know, can your idea be stolen? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. If you want to put legal structures in place, but prove your idea before you put legal structures in place. A lot of people will invest a whole bunch of money to um, document and to copyright or to um, patent an idea that's not complete. And mm-hmm. it, when they come up with the final product, their patent's no good because it's not to exactly what they had specified or something like that. So mm-hmm. it yeah. also could fail and there's $10,000 that you just flushed down the toilet for no reason. Well, and have confidence in yourself and your ability to deliver what your dream is. Anybody can open up a dog washing place, Mm -hmm. but why are people going to bring their dog to you? Either, as you point out, you have this little new Teflon antifungal thing that nobody else has, or you just make it more accessible, or you make it more friendly, or you give the best dog treats, or or, uh, you get a... 5% 5% off on a vet visit or whatever it is. 
nobody else is going to deliver everything exactly how you do. Mm-hmm. So you have to also have confidence in, in your ability to deliver your service the way that you want to. That's right. That's right. The, uh, the other point too is, um, is um, when you're developing the idea and you're, you're putting it together and you're, you're finding a unique spin, it doesn't have to be incredibly different or incredibly unique. It just has to, it has to make sense. And also when you're working with your focus group, they're going to bring ideas to the table that would work well with your idea. And uh, you're going to find core people whom you'll bring that you're into your idea who could, be, who could become partners, employees, or, you know, just contributors to that idea. Uh, you know, one thing that is occurring within our business, uh, Nancy, is um, uh, uh, my partner's been bringing in other uh, businesses that have like products because it's kind of funny. We sell a piece of software, but we sell a business idea. We, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're selling is a business mm-hmm. idea. Right. Uh, so we've had to develop our membership area to present the business idea. And we'll say, oh, you need to have a good theme to, to, uh, to if you're doing um, uh, lead gen videos, you need to have a good theme if, you know, if they click to it. So it's something that's good on a mobile device. And uh, then you have your customers go, well, where do you find the theme? Right. And, uh, we found somebody who develops them. And we've made a partnership with him. And he sells our product. We sell his product. But he also has opened it up so we have, you know, deeper access into his product. And he has deeper access into ours. Uh, another example is, well, you got to make sure you syndicate your video. Because no matter what you do on the web, you still have to syndicate it. Mm-hmm. And so we have another link with somebody else who has syndication software. And we have another link with somebody else who does things a little differently. And they're presenting us with pieces that the syndication software doesn't have. So what's happening is, as time goes on, the business is changing, but it's staying the same, if that makes any sense. It's evolving. It's evolving. It's becoming more complete. You know, yeah. instead of just selling burgers and fries, we're selling burgers and fries and shakes. Uh, but our pickles core, on that. And we got pickles on that, yes. So uh, the point of the matter is that's part of your business plan. And your business plan is a living, breathing entity. And we should have mentioned that earlier. But it is a breathing, living entity. It's not something you knock out in two hours and you put it in your in your desk drawer and forget about it. You don't have it in, have to have it in front of you all the time. But it should be an integral part of your ongoing business. Whenever I think we did actually talk very briefly about that at, at the very beginning of of this uh, webcast. But you, it's great that you're reiterating it here again now because that is an important thing. And and when you develop your business plan, you have to understand that that is simply a snapshot in time. That is talking about how things are right now. And as you just pointed out in your real life example, as as your business has grown and as you've found more clients, you have found other ways to augment and, and expand and, and allow your business to evolve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's the ticket. And, you know, going forward, I don't know, you know, I've made business plans and it's important to make those plans, but it's also important to be flexible to change those plans. And that's why that, that business plan is a living documentation. Now, it, there are, you, there are core elements that, that should never change, such as who, who you are, what you bring to the table, what your ethics are, your business ethics, your, your mission statement, um, your goals, things like that. What, what, should be flexible, should change, is 
um, various aspects of products or services that you're expanding or or removing and and uh, how you're charging and and things like that how you're going to market market your your uh, business all of those elements are part of the the heartbeat of it but at the core your business at the end of the day should talk about who you are as a human being too as the founder of the company Mm-hmm. And that's an important point you just made there, Nancy, and that the fact that your business plan does reflect who you are or who your core group is in your business. Um, it's it, The business plan is just not some abstract work of art you've created. It is actually, a, and this is why we say it's a living, breathing document, it becomes a reflection, a mirror image of you in a lot of ways. Uh, do you want to work 24 hours a day? You know, that's got, you need to know that. You, um, one of the things that we built when we built our support desk was I laid rules in the place because I've ran support desks. I know how, um, how much it can suck your life out if you give it half the chance. And I said to my partner who's running the support, I said, I understand how to run a support desk. And the first thing we're going to do, and it's part of a business plan, is our support hours are 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday. Full stop. That's non-negotiable. If you decide that you're going to work on a Saturday night, that's your business. But I don't want you to do it all the time. I want you to to have that chance to breathe. And we actually, as part of our business process, whenever somebody commits a support ticket, they automatically get back a ticket saying, "Hey, you've con- if you've contacted it in these hours, we'll get back to you within the next hour or two. And that's part of our agreement as well with our customers. But if you've gotten in contact with us at two a.m., we're in bed. <laughs> You know, like we're here between these hours and we clearly stipulate. And you know something? As as a customer, I like that. I like when I get that because I have a clear expectation of results. If you don't send anything back, you put a trouble ticket in, worst case scenario, they get nothing back. And That's like, right. It doesn't take anything to structure uh, uh, an autoresponder so that people are aware that you have at least been acknowledged. Um, but I think it's also important that you do set those ground rules and those parameters around things because mm-hmm. in, in this day and age, people have gotten used to instant gratification, but you, you can't actually properly manage that if you're, if you're not some giant uh, company that can run run shifts 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that level of expectation. You know, like we're putting the level of expectation in, uh, we're telling the customer what they should be expecting, and we must also, as part of our business plan, uh, accomplish their expectations that we've presented before them. And But that's got to be part of the plan. Now, your business plan can be as deep or as shallow as you desire. The deeper, I believe, the better. But, you know, maybe you can overwrite the thing, too. I, I don't know. What do you think, Nancy? Well, I think that there's a couple things. I think that you can overthink it uh, because, again, it is a snapshot in time. And until you actually go out of there and hit the ground running, you're not really going to put it to the true test. And secondly, a lot of times people get bogged down as long as they can be building out a business plan or contacting this or building a website or whatever is what I call busy work. And so they can they can get enmeshed in doing busy work and never get their business off the ground because they're busy in the background getting ready to, mm-hmm. to launch it. And with that, you're gonna have to wait till the next show. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna kinda cut it off right here. In the next show, we are going to be getting deeper into how the business plan works with your business. 
um, why, again, it's so important, how it helps you evolve your business, uh, as well as, you know, the nuances of the business plan and how to develop it beyond just a brainstorming session or a small focus group session. Uh, any last thoughts on what we've talked about so far, Nance? Um, well, I think that we've given a, a very good foundation here on the foundational document of a business plan, and I'm looking forward into uh, to delving more into it in the next show here. Excellent. Folks, stay tuned, and uh, we'll uh, have part number two of Building a Business Plan here shortly. Thank you.